astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind. I'll be your host, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Hello. I'm you get just a little bit closer to your mic. <laughs> yes, I will. Um, so today we're going to be talking about midpoints, and in particular, the sun-moon midpoint. Yes. So just to kind of break this down for people listening... Um, we're looking for the point that is the exact point in between the sun and the moon. Yes. And the only difference, the only confusing thing is we're looking at a circle. Right. Because the chart. Yep. And the sun is sitting somewhere and the moon is sitting somewhere. Yeah. So someone could be, you know, an Aquarius sun. Yes. And they could be, you know, a Leo moon. Right. And then their midpoint is going to be maybe in Scorpio, let's say. So that doesn't mean that now... Oh, I'm a Scorpio. Like we're not changing your sign. Right. But this is just a sensitive point in the chart that we look at to kind of give a thumbnail sketch of what the person is like. I like to think of it as the blending. The sun and the moon, let's face it, on planet Earth, those are the big stars that we we watch, the sun and the moon. So the idea now we blend them. And this is what kind of gives everyone their little quirkiness maybe. Yep. Something that you might not see immediately meeting somebody, but boy, you live with them and you really see it. Yeah, why find even just instead of starting a chart with going through, this is what your moon means, this is what your sun means, this is what your rising means, just going over just the midpoint, usually people are pretty blown away like, what? You're not reading this type of stuff in a Cosmo magazine or... No, 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 no. No, it it really gets a little deeper and um, it just sometimes, I think... I think as you just said, if I could sometimes just was going to say one thing to a person, just to tell them their sun-moon theme, right. it would give some great insight into maybe why certain things have happened yep, or why they have uh, lived a particular style of life that, you know, on some level they might have said, I never chose it. It just keeps happening. It keeps happening, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a great, interesting point, and you don't hear much written about it. No. So do you want to start with, um, we have some personal examples as well. We will turn Mm -hmm. this into, um, we'll have an episode enhancement with this. So if you want to know your own sun, moon, midpoint, you can head over to uh, my website and click on the episode enhancement. We'll explain that at the end. But let's just start with um, Martin Luther King Jr. Okay, sure. He's a powerful person, still is today, right? We we cite him all the time. And he is... um, His midpoint was at 8 degrees Scorpio, I believe. Yes. Right. 8 degrees Scorpio. That is about people that are ahead of their time. Yeah, they're a forerunner. They're a forerunner. Yeah, it's like selling ice cream in winter. You know, you're ahead of the the spring summer. You're selling it at the wrong time. I mean, not really, but, you know, it's like you're ahead of the people around you. Yeah, it's also people that they can maintain their goals or their ideas even when they're not supported. Yeah, someone who's very persistent. 
right again going against the grain like you said selling ice cream selling your um your point your product in a, an environment that's not supportive they haven't seen anything like that before maybe living in the wrong state they and don't. trying to do something like very west coast but you're living in you know the middle of america and this doesn't mean necessarily uh liberal Right. No, it doesn't. Oh, no, sorry, no. so, so it's not like it could be a real conservative way of thinking as well. That's way ahead of what people are going to be thinking twenty years from now or thirty years. Right. I've lost track of time, but you know, Martin Luther King has been passed here for a couple of decades, several decades, obviously. Uh, actually, more like I don't four, know. <laughs> four. Oh my gosh, I got to lose track here. Yeah. Um, so he's been gone a long time, and yet he's just as relevant today. Yeah. But his thoughts and ideologies are probably ringing more today, right? Yeah. Than they, they were. They leave a legacy. Yeah, exactly. So there is an example. Um, someone else that has passed away. This is just, they've oh. only been passed now for a year or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. So again, if you were just going to say, look at one thing, pull up Kobe's chart and say, okay, let's just look at your sun, moon, midpoint. Nothing else. Not knowing that he's going to be a star basketball player or anything, what would we say? Well, then his midpoint sets at something that has all to do with teams, teaming up, sports. Um, and he also has a shoe, um, like a walking issue. So we do say yeah. there's importance put on shoes or what you wear um, on your feet. And yeah. Now, that would sound stupid to somebody if, say, they were, you know, 20 years old and you were saying, oh, okay, teams are going to be very important to you. And by the way, boy, you really put a lot of focus on your shoes, your feet, you know, walking. Of course, we're not necessarily say running up and down a basketball court. No, never. You're right. No. We wouldn't see that. But you would get the essence, like, wow, shoes are going to be very important to me. And, I mean, God, isn't, I mean... I'm pretty sure he had several he has shoes. Deals, right? Yeah, I'm know. sure he's got shoes after his name, so to speak. And I sometimes find, we see people with this degree, and they say, "Oh, my whole life I've had to have special shoes because they yes. have like a flat foot." Yes, yes. But that, again, it can live out in many different ways. Okay, go ahead with what else you're going to say about him. Well, the weird thing is, and again, would never say this up front, but one of the interpretations of that degree is sudden removal. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, also rebellion, sudden rebellion. Okay. But I couldn't help but think now in hindsight, you know, his death. Right. Very, of course, unexpected. Very unexpected. And it really rocked a lot of people. It really well, it was his energy, but, you know, the effect it had. Oh, yeah, it wasn't like wow. we knew he was sick and this was coming. It was very... There were people, people that were just guard. very devastated. Oh, yeah, my social media was flooded with... You know, with the loss, and so personal. So that was interesting, I thought. That was so interesting that that even showed up. And, again, I never would have applied it to death if I was speaking to him, because I, I have no reason to say that, but right. except that that's the theme of that degree. The last thing about that degree is that it's about someone that's, um, you know, possibly being in other people's territory, that maybe they have to be on guard right well, because yeah. yeah and then right he was um his position was all like a short guard right or i think so i'm not i'm sorry okay. i have to yeah. admit my ignorance but, here but i think his position in basketball was being mm -hmm. about guarding mm -hmm. but then even too to have a sport that you know you're on the other opponent's side yeah. about being in other people's yeah. territory yeah. yeah very strong and i thought this side of him about uh preparing prepping children prepping people to come into adulthood 
again, which sounds like a high school teacher, mm-hmm. you know, when you easily just see that. But, you know, he did a lot of after-school uh, all-star programs. He did, you know, obviously has a whole major charity set up yeah. to assist that, to help kids through that transition to be, you know, successful adults. And I think he was an extremely active father. I mean, when they were posting pictures of him, yeah. I felt like there were more pictures of him and his daughters than even his wife. That's probably, yeah, I think you, well, I agree. That's all I've seen, but yeah. uh, very interesting. So I just, I thought his was very interesting just to think about if you ever had had the chance to do his chart that you could have said these things. And, uh, and it, sometimes when you work with the sun, moon midpoints, it sounds like a psychic reading. Oh, I know. Well, yeah, because you're getting much more specific than just saying, oh, you're going to be changing jobs, you're going to be moving. Yeah, you're saying, well, something about feet or shoes are really important to you, you know? Something about being on a team is really important to you. Yeah, it gets very specific. You know, but again, you, it, you don't have the details. You can't say, oh, yes, I see I see the, the company's name. I see... That you're going to get paid a lot for your right. shoes. <laughs> right, no, exactly. You can't see that, but you can see the basis, and that blows me away yeah you know yeah shooting guard I see it in my notes there shooting, oh, shooting guard. guard he was a shooting okay. guard okay I didn't know what a short guard was I didn't know what I that know. meant but okay shooting guard okay yeah. um but well, yeah, that's fascinating should we switch? rest in peace yeah. Kobe yes <laughs> should we switch gears and add a female to our yeah let's talk about a woman that's in the news yeah um I'm probably gonna mispronounce this but Ghislaine. Ghislaine. Maxwell. Yeah. Right, she's still in the news. And so we pull up her midpoint. And again, this isn't to say how anything's going to end. This is just saying what is a lifelong theme that she's dealt with based on the midpoint between her sun and her moon. Yeah. And this was pretty wild as well. This one was because it this... certainly suggests holding secrets. Yes. So, of course, I would have a tendency to say, oh, this is a quality you have. You can really hold secrets. People can trust you. Well, okay, that would be could be saying it wrongly when we look at her life. If, if right. all that <laughs> right. she's been accused of is true, because she misled, many, many, groomed many possibly women for uh, uh, assault, basically. Right. But it is this idea of acting with confidential information, going about your life knowing a lot of confidential stuff. Right, and I, I, I don't know a whole lot about her, but I think her dad was in some some hot water as well. So I think some po- shady stuff. Right, so it's possible that she knew things from a very young age. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about this midpoint. You're born with it. Mm-hmm. So it's not just that it gets activated oh, once you're an adult. So you're living through that energy, possibly mm-hmm. through stuff that her dad exposed her to. Maybe oh. when she was a school-age child, it's possible that oh, yeah. she maybe knew everyone's secrets in the classroom that people yes. can yeah. find in her. And, you know, I'm going to give a very dated example not everyone will be able to relate to, but this degree is also shared by David Cassidy. Again, way okay. before your time, Kate, okay. but the Partridge family. Okay. And they were this happy-go-lucky family. Everyone had a squeaky clean oh, uh, right. uh, appearance, and their music was very um, uh, poppish. I see you know? okay. And then while David Cassidy is playing this, he's a heavy drug user. Mm. So counter, so dramatically counter to this image on, that he has on the Partridge family. So the idea of acting as if... Like, 
being able to put up a front yes very easily very easily and here she has it here just lane just lane has this quality in her life yeah well and also just like her appearance I mean, I don't know. I just thought of this right now. But when you see other people, you know, kind of in the news, they look a little haggard. They look like they've been through a lot. They've seen a lot. <laughs> I don't know. She still looks pretty put together. But yeah. maybe I'm not seeing a lot of imagery of her. But, mm-hmm. again, just acting mm-hmm. as nothing's well, happening Well, another part of this is knowing how to play the crowd. Yeah. And that is basically, when I say that, it's like you know how to seduce Mm-hmm. Play the crowd. Yeah. Get the crowd on your side. Seduce them. Tease them. And that certainly has a play yeah. in, in what we know already. Mm-hmm. And again, a very spiritual word. Normally, I say this, I call this a priestess energy. Mm-hmm. And it's very interesting. Yeah. She could have been playing the high priestess right. to, I can't think of his name now, but Jeffrey. Jeffrey, yeah. Jeffrey, exactly. So very, very interesting. Yeah, she could have had him tri- I mean, yeah. tricking everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And it, unfortunately or fortunately, we're not making a lot of judgments here, no. but this degree is also associated with people who make money, who have a good life. When we, we can see that, right? Well, <laughs> it, it appears that way, coming from the family she came from. Yeah. So isn't that very interesting? So this is where it really kind of sometimes challenges you, don't you think? To see something like, oh, holding secrets. So I think, oh, they're a banker, they're a doctor, they hold secrets, right? Confidential yes. information. I'm constantly talking about everything having a higher octave and a lower octave. Yes. And that's why, um, and I think we discussed this before, maybe on a live. And it, again, it's a little sensitive right now just because of everything that's going on. But seeing someone's chart and being able to decipher is this, let's say, a police officer or is this a criminal? Yes. And again, please take this out of context with it being 2020, everything that's going on. Right. But the idea that in both of those cases, you're, you are um, exposed to crime. You're exposed mm. to, you know, seeing the underbelly the side of right. things, the mm-hmm. law. And so, again, it could be someone that has the same degree and one person's living it on a higher octave saying, mm-hmm. I find the bad guys and I right. prosecute the bad guys. I use my weapons against the bad guy. Right. And whereas the bad guys, that's the lower octave of it because right. they're not using it for. Right. So, yes. Yeah, so when you see a chart like this, you could be saying, oh, my gosh, this is, look, look at you. You know, people confine in you. You're, you know, you're awesome and kind of talking it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are really cool because we can see the story on on the big screen almost, you know, we're seeing right. it play out. But So can we, let's just speculate for a second though. All right. We're not, that really isn't why we're doing this today. But if she's really good at holding secrets and covering things up, hmm. Oh yeah, she probably won't. Do you think, do you think that she'll ever reveal? Probably not. Probably not. I would agree with you on that. She probably won't be one to break. She won't, Yeah. Yeah. Not, you can't break her. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, no, isn't that I, interesting yeah. you know, where that could go? I just don't see her breaking down and then, you know, telling all. No. Of what's going to, pointing fingers. No. Again, that's what I think. Is, I call these life themes, right? Yes. They're, they're kind of irrevocable. They're just set. And again, that's the part that maybe some people don't like about astrology sometimes. Well, I still do think that I don't know. I like to think that maybe even learning that information mm-hmm. would learn how you can live it out on a better level. Yes. Yeah. 
again, like that higher octave. Mm -hmm. Well, I do think knowing it, seeing that would make you, you know, put more focus on doing it in a more positive way. That's it, yeah. But not realizing, oh, that's why I always get myself into these situations. That's, yes. Oh, that's yes. just, you know. Yes, it's and, the crutch or the blame, right? Yeah. Oh, this always happens to me. Like, leave it, you know, to me to end up whatever it is. So I think if you acknowledge, oh, my gosh, this is a lifelong theme. Because I even hear people say, like, oh, the universe will keep showing you, like, the same thing until you learn the lesson or get it right. But if yeah. it's a lifelong theme like this, it's... It's not going to stop happening. You're going to have to change your reaction. Yeah. Or change the way. Step that... up to it. Yeah. Step up to it. Yeah. Do you want to talk about your midpoint? Uh, briefly, I'll just mention on it. I have one. Um, it's a funny thing. It's associated with time travel. Okay. Time travel. And again, this you is kind just. kind of are obsessed with I'm not time saying travel. that no one else doesn't go through this. But, you know, as a kid, I was obsessed with the future. And in many boring English classes in high school or whatever the topic was, I would play this little game and then I would kind of sh- kind of put my fingers over my eyes, kind of like you could in a classroom without looking too obvious, you know, and then I would think to myself, okay, when I open my eyes, I'm going to see the future. And I'd play this little <laughs> game like, where will I be in five years? Where would I be in 20 years? And I would just look for anything, like just give me a snapshot of what my eyes are seeing 20 years from now. Okay. Isn't that weird? I mean, I was obsessed with doing this exercise in particularly one class where I got bored, obviously, pretty easily. And that was just an example. Now, that's a stupid thing. But But you also made your living having people come to you that are interested in knowing their future. Oh, well, there we go. Oh, that's (laughs) too obvious. That's too (laughs) obvious. That one went right over my head. Okay, that's very good. And uh, the idea is uh, not looking at your age. And I can't say it so much, I won't say it necessarily in this moment, but when I was in my early 20s, I had people that thought I was 35. Oh, they were really? just floored when they met me. Okay. Uh, that they couldn't, they, what? You're, you're 21, 22? I go, okay. yeah. You know, and again, it doesn't speak well for me, but I had a very serious demeanor. Mm. And uh, it came across, I assume, just that way. But I thought that was kind of interesting. That's in my natal chart. Well, that's interesting, too, because talking to someone on the phone, again, kind of just like that ideal that we, that idea that we gave with Maxwell is you might say, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, you probably look way younger than, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, you might just assume the positive side of it and not realize, oh, my gosh, this could be someone who's yes. always passed as older. Exactly. You know, like exactly. a gentleman who's always had strong facial hair mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and one other thing that i thought was interesting is this is the idea of somebody who just over prepares i so relate to over preparing yeah you know before i do a consult man i have put some time my time in you know i just can't wing it so to speak if i'm going to speak someplace boy i really do a lot of over prep but anyhow i just and then you have to just say what you say and kind of hope People can accept it. It's oftentimes talking about things that you're not sure that people are going to get behind you or not. You're just going to either going to like it or they're not going to like it. One of the two. Well, and that's where I think the self-awareness really comes into astrology is that the appointment can only be as good, or I don't know, I should say you can get so much more out of the appointment Mm -hmm. if your self-awareness is on par. And, And I can just speak from my side, knowing that, then it's like, Oh, Mary, just start saying it then. Yeah. Don't hold back. Yeah. You know, 
My midpoint's all about smiling. Smiling. (laughs) You do have a great smile. About smiling, about, um, you know, bringing breath of life to a situation. There's things about management and bringing people together as well in in there. Oh, you've done that, clearly. Yeah. Very Um, strongly. Even hanging out in cultures like where maybe other people don't feel comfortable in or hanging out in situations where I'm the minority. Mm -hmm. And when I say minority, just that whether I look different, whether I have different thoughts than other people. So even the idea of, again, because we talk about this midpoint being from birth on. Yes. Is being thrown into Catholic school. Yeah. And not feeling like I related to those students. Yeah. And I did it, right? I mean, I did it. Obviously you did it. Yeah, I, I agree. But that. Yeah, I can remember a lot of cute slash sad. You know what I mean? I couldn't quite figure out what was going on. When you were in first grade and you had transferred in, you know, the other kids had been together a couple more years in pre-K and K and things like that. And, you know, you definitely stood out. Of course, it helped that you were a little bit taller than the other, your peers at the same time. But I could tell you were like looking at these people going, do I belong here? Is this my people? You know, there was a sense there of like, I wasn't sure that you were, you know, loving it. That's for sure. Yeah. And I think I might still do this in my life, but at St. Well. Yeah. St. Viter. Okay. Um, I would take in like the new kids. Oh, so they, even the idea of like relating to the minority, like, Oh, you're new here and you don't have friends yet. Like, let me take you on Yes. and kind of cultivate somewhere where you do fit in. You had a click and I, it was seventh, eighth grade. And I don't know, I counted up how many were in that click when there must've been about 12. Yeah. I was thinking 12 And again, 13. I hate to put it that way, but they were all the kids that didn't fit in Yeah. on some way. They did not fit in. And, uh, you would get on the phone on a Friday night or Friday and say, let's get this, let's do this tomorrow night. And you'd call up everyone, get yeah. everyone on the page, coordinate the transportation, who's going to pick up who and when and where we're going to meet. And you pulled them all together. And I go, oh my God, you're a cult leader. <laughs> As a little seventh, eighth grade, because you took all the kids that, I don't say they weren't going to be doing anything on Saturday night if you hadn't have done that, but you know, they were thrilled that you called and that you organized it and you put something together. I'm talking about simple things. Yeah. And that's skating, the thing is they were all great people. Movies. Just, that wasn't their environment either. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, so true. So when you say that they didn't have anything to do on Friday, cause yeah, that with that group, we didn't relate to the minority, the majority I'll yeah. say of the people yeah. in that. Yeah, and yeah. it was a smaller. Yeah. And that really showed up. And those were, and some of those kids were, again, not all of them, but some of the kids were, you know, going through major issues in their home life at that point. They were facing serious kind of adult-like issues already at that point. That's true. And not that, not that you discussed it or, you know, it wasn't, that wasn't the point about what your problem is. No, it was just the sense that they were going through something. They were walking a little bit in a different direction than a typical seventh or eighth grader. Yeah. So that's my midpoint. (laughs) (laughs) Boy. Yeah, that's a mouthful, isn't yeah. it? A mouthful. But we'll, I think, leave it off with one more example just because I thought this was kind of a cute example oh, okay. about Dr. Phil. Oh, yeah, Dr. Phil. What his his midpoint is um, 10 degrees. Okay, 10 to Cancer Capricorn. Late bloomer. About being a late bloomer. Late bloomer. So I've seen um, this in people's charts. I know you have two where you know they might call and get a consult- consultation at late forties, fifties, sixties, what am I doing with my life? You know, my whole life I've either just raised kids or I've done little mm-hmm, projects or mm-hmm, whatever. They're mm-hmm. they're dumbing down essentially everything that they've done in their life and just wondering, is there anything bigger <laughs> is there out a, there? Is there for any hope? Me? Yeah. 
for work, for love, for whatever it is. And then you see someone like Dr. Phil who has this and he wasn't discovered um, by Oprah until he was 52 years old. Amazing, isn't it? Right. And then he, it seems unlikely now. It seems like he's been on air always. No, I agree. Yeah, to think, I mean, he's got, how old is he? How old is he? That's that's what I'm wondering about. How old is he? (laughs) Hmm. Well, I think that's when he launched, Oprah launched him on his show. Yeah. So and he'd been somewhat in the news before that, obviously, when he was so showing up. be in his 70s or... It seems like it. Yeah. But anyways, I just Late thought... Late 60s, sure. Um, you know, I talked to a client the other day, too, that had that degree. We are talking about love. You know, hasn't been married, hasn't found anything serious. And then I see that degree and think, you know what? Oh, yeah. That's... It's it would a... not be uncommon with that degree to have someone show up much later in life. Absolutely. And I love this, you know, when someone is, to be honest, if they're in their 20s and I tell them they're a late bloomer, they're depressed. Yeah, no, you oh, don't. Oh, my God. You know, <laughs> you don't even bring it up because it's like, no, you're going to do well, but, you know, you're going to be a late bloomer. But I it's like love that it. thing about what you're going to leave, like on, like that mark you're going to leave on life. It's not that you can't be successful up until right. then. Yes. Right, Obviously, Dr. Phil wasn't, you know, I don't think he was, like, working a $9 job before that. No, no, he was was a counselor, a therapist, obviously along the way. Um, and also just one of the fun things could we mention this degree is generally associated with having some physical characteristic that stands out Mm -hmm. about your face, generally facial. So of course I think it's interesting with his hair. Yep. I mean, he's bald, but he's got some hair, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's got some hair on the sides and everything, but I think, for someone, it's a signature look. It's a signature look. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, but it can be anything. You know, it can be someone with exceptional eyebrows or, you know, big lips or something where it really stands out their feature. But I thought that's kind of a, a cute thing that he has. Yeah, a lot, a lot of celebrities or even people like Oprah or Ellen, you know, they change their looks. Yes. different. Yeah, um, exactly. Even men, they dye their hair. They um, Right. But so. he's been very... Uh, and he does, you know, for a therapist, he does make people chuckle, too. He does. He usually represents somebody who can moderate difficult circumstances with oh. a little bit of humor. Oh. And so yeah. I think, well, yeah. that's what he does, <laughs> difficult what... circumstances, conversations. So, yeah, we like Dr. Phil. Yeah, that was a cute little one that he had. So if you're interested in knowing your sun, moon, midpoint, head over to my website at the katewind.com you'll click on my store and you'll hit um, episode enhancements and from there um, there'll be a list of a few of them that you can upgrade and again we Mm -hmm. like to bring you on the podcast for free but this is a way to dive a little bit deeper into your chart little chunks at a time you know it's very non-threatening and you come away with one chunk of information and sometimes Sometimes I think even that's a great, better way to do it because you can think about that one thing without an hour and a half or an hour or 30 minutes of information. Yes. Just one thought you can get start getting your head around. Absolutely. So we hope you enjoyed um, today's episode and we look forward to speaking to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe so you get all of our notifications. And to book an astrology or feng shui appointment, you can find us at www.thekatewind.com or www.maryswick.com. Also, make sure to tune in to my Facebook or Instagram for my weekly horoscopes. 
You can find me at the underscore Kate Wind.